Hello and Happy New Year and welcome back to episode 58 of Waking Up With Mel. I'm going to go a little different than normal. Um, I'm just going to kind of go off today because I, I, do quite, I don't quite know where to take this. Um, I've had a lot of interesting things happen the last few weeks as far as my research is going and I want to share it. Unfortunately, I feel like it needs to be more visual. I do have a TikTok page that you guys can go check out. It's called Waking Up With Mel. That's on TikTok. Um, podcast, Waking Up With Mel podcast. But I show the visual there. So I'm going to try to do my best to visually help you guys out here. So what happened is last year I started doing some podcasts about MK Ultra. And that is a government program with several sub-projects um, many torturous projects done on a lot of orphans. And so I started to be, I, but God basically took me down the road of reverse engineering history, something I never intended to do, but something that happened. And so as I was researching these orphans, I came across the orphan trains that were here in America and these orphan trains were sh literally shipping children from all over the place to all over the place to basically um, fill in for f as, as slaves. And so as I started looking into these orphan trains, it got me further back into um, the incubator babies that were sold at world fairs. And I'm like, okay, what the heck is happening? Then it leads you to Paris and you see this short film of this woman grabbing little babies out of um, cabbages. So then I started learning about the cabbage patch thing. And if you don't know anything about the cabbage patch situation is there was um, a, a flurry of postcards in the late 1800s, early 1900s trafficking selling children uh, that were in cabbages and it's pretty creepy and to then they had the 1980s cabbage patch um baby phenomenon with the you know weird that there's a signing a guy's signed the butt of every single cabbage patch creepy and not only is that creepy that because it's linked to the trafficking of children from the 1800s that to this day there's a hospital <laughs> Google this. There's a hospital that they pretend mother cabbage is having a baby cabbage. And it's in the middle of nowhere, I think in the Carolinas, somewhere North or South Carolina. And it's weird. And these women act like nurses and they're like, is the cabbage mama cabbage going to have a, and they, the whole, it move, it's just gross. And then they pull the baby out and they're surprised it's a boy and it's or girl and we're, it's, we're not creepy at all. It's super strange. So that led me to the cabbage patch thing. And I, I started buying all these books, right? So there's this couple that have this YouTube channel and they, they really do a great job at explaining this cabbage patch thing. And they have been collecting all these postcards for years. And they're the ones that basically put this book together. And it's amazing. And it has all these postcards. And so I bought that book. It's on Amazon. And then I bought the World Fair books because I'm like, what's going on with, old, with America? 
And then I started researching on the Congress has this Library of Congress website and you can find so many things. So what happened is I went to a castle in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico called Las, it's in Las Vegas, New Mexico. It's the original Las Vegas. And I go to this castle and it's one, uncorporated, two, ran by the by um, Britain, by the uh, royals over there. And it's a world college to quote unquote unite the world. So they have kids from literally all over the world that can pick these world colleges to go to. And one of them's in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. And they try to say the railroad built it. And I'm like, bullshit. There's no way the railroad built this castle. And then they tried to say not only did the railroad build it, they built it three times in a matter of a couple years. And you can tell just by walking in it that it's old. It's been there a long time. And the funny thing about it is it's called the Montezuma Castle. And the funnier thing about it is the natives of this land say that Montezuma, who was a real person, was there until he could take over his empire, the Aztecs, nearby in Mexico. So I was like, I just pray all the time. I'm like, God, please show me truth every day. Show me truth. Show me truth. And so he started showing me a bunch of the world maps. And I started noticing that Africa was always on the left until Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue and all of a sudden America is on the left of the maps and Africa is no longer on the left of the maps. And I thought, you know, that's pretty strange that God created giants. Then the angels came down. I just, I have, I started a new podcast guys. It's called the Bible with Mel. I actually just finished my third episode over there and I read the Bible with you. And today we read the Bible all about the giants and it was fun and it's one of my favorite topics. And it's something that I feel like people just totally need to understand because evolution is a freaking lie and there's no truth in it. And we did not come from monkeys and then get taller and we did not get smarter. We got stupider and we did not get freer. We became more enslaved, all of us. I believe every single one of us is more enslaved than we want to realize or admit. And I believe that's what God's doing right now is waking us up in 2024, the year for more, about what slavery we've really been under because we're over here fighting skin color slavery and it's it's crazy how deep this really goes because slavery is nothing new under the sun either slavery started right around Nimrod Nimrod got some slaves and there's been slaves ever since it was never about skin color it was about conquering and that's exactly what happened in, in the world we live in, which they, which the elites like to call the new world order. So I believe the old world at the beginning of time in Genesis it talks about castles. It talks about Adam's son or not Adam, excuse me. Um, Noah's sons had sons and I believe they were all big guys. I believe Noah was a big guy. I believe Adam was a big guy. I believe all of them were big guys. I believe when the angels came, they made even bigger guys, as the Bible says, the men of renown. Those but guys could not, um, the earth could not sustain them. God did not create the earth to sustain them. I believe all those big guys created 
big, huge buildings to live in with all their family. And they knew how free electricity worked with water and the air and all the secrets of heaven. So they were able to live in these castles without power and water bills. That's why they were, they were very affordable. That's why they had castles everywhere. And so we have castles across the entire world. Okay. From the United States, little town, Las Vegas, they were here in Albuquerque. They're in Boise, Idaho, where I grew up. They're everywhere. They're in New York. At the, and they've, there's a ton that have been destroyed. So this old world's here. The flood comes. That's why a lot of people say, oh, we have, look at, some of them are underground in mud. Yeah, of course, because the whole earth was flooded. And so, of course, some of them would be under, you know, underground in mud. So after the flood, they get out and they spread across the earth. And I think that Noah's three kids took up three, the three continents, basically. And all the old maps say that there was Asia, there was Europe, and there was Liberia or AKA Africa. And so the three kids spread out there. It could be debated who went where. I believe Shem's kids are the Europeans. Um, I believe Ham's kids are what's now modern day America and South America. And I believe Japheth had Africa and um, Australia and that region. And they were all spread out and they were all building their big buildings and they're all living a good life, right? For generations upon generations upon generations. Well, slowly this evil starts to take over and they do it. It's different countries, right? It's, it's uh, here. They started to try to take over the land, France and um spain and britain so these three countries if you look at the map the way it's supposed to look and connect it right they came all the way from the left side of the map up and over through russia modern day russia down through canada alaska all that into where we are now and they started taking over around i want to say it got real serious because they came a few times right they came around 1400 they came about three times before they're like, yeah, we want to, we want to take over this land and we want it new Spain and we want this to be the new Britain and we want this, like New York used to be called new Amsterdam. And so they started just slowly planting literally their flag on native land, probably where the natives were fine with them and they were trading and everything's fine. Well, next thing you know, they're coming over with cannons. And, and this is called what they call the Civil War. And this is when they fully, fully, fully took over everything. So they get their cannons and you should look up these Civil War pictures. You will see, you will see the cannons. You will see the old world buildings being destroyed with cannonballs and everything else. So they come over, they destroy the old world. I found pictures of Abraham Lincoln being saluted by Masons, that hand sign with the hand in the jacket slim thing there's so much evidence and i posted all on my tiktok if you want to see it and so they start taking over the natives land and this is where it gets super sad to me one christopher columbus knew damn well where he's going and this place used to be called india look it up on an old map it's crazy so i believe when he came over to what used to be called india which is now america that's why they called indians indians but there were different color of Indians. There were dark Indians, which they now call black people. And then there's the Native American Indians, which they called Indians. 
And I believe as they started taking over these territories and their homes and all of the stuff that that's, that's when slavery started. That's when they said, well, if we can't control in the 1700s and on, we had this war going on, right? 17, whatever. So it's important to, to notice this takeover because these Indians in India, which is now America, lived here in peace and they took good care of their lands and we've been basically lied to about everything. So when they drove them out of their land, they took, this is where it just gets, it kills me. They took their children basically through starvation threat, you know, cause Oh, we're the government. We'll take care of you. And then, Oh, but we won't give you money unless you send your kid to school. So the Indians had to go to what they called normal schools or what I call indoctrination schools, uh, what they called Indian boarding schools. These kids went there and many died there. And they went basically from the time they could speak even before to 18-ish and until they were fully indoctrinated. A lot of it was done through the quote-unquote Catholic religion, which is really sad. So they would, you know, tell these people that they were, whatever they believed in was wrong and that and I do believe that there was cannibalism in some tribes and some things like but I think all in all most of these tribes were good people and had good hearts and they were trusting people and they were loving people and they loved their families and they all lived in these big huge castles together and you know didn't worry about power and water bills and they lived life and when these people took over you'll start to look in these 1800 photos 1500 1600 however far back you can get them i i seem to only be able to find um pictures about 1800s or so there's lots too and you can see the free electricity poles all over all the buildings you can see the destruction starting to happen a lot of these people who reclaimed the castles like the hearst castle these they try to say they built them and most, if you look up almost any castle or any building across the, the world, especially in America, you will see the same people likely built them at the same exact time. And they only took a year. I mean, the timelines don't even make sense. Nothing makes sense until you start to dig the truth up. And then you're like, oh, it all makes sense. God created giants. Oh, right here in Genesis, it talks about castles. Okay, now I'm getting it. Oh, there was a flood. That's why people are wondering about the mud flood. I also noticed that after they took over these buildings and made and all this destruction happened, that some of these port cities did flood again because they probably probably didn't run anymore the way they were supposed to. I do believe that's why they kept a lot of slaves on the cotton farms and this and that because they were probably those people's plantations. The people probably fought these these takeover people and were beaten down until they became quote-unquote slaves in their old own homes. I also believe this is when prisons started popping up. Every single old penitentiary is a castle. Look at look it up in America. Every single one. I started, now that I notice old world buildings in my own city in Albuquerque, I see them every day now and I'm like, that's old world. They stick out like a sore thumb. And I started to notice hospitals, old hospitals, and um, schools are mostly old world buildings it's 
interesting because those are the ones that didn't get tore down. So they took these natives, for lack of a better word, of the lands that they were taking over and they started driving them into reservations, you know, making treaties and breaking treaties and, and just taking over their land. They took what they wanted and they still do to this day. There was oil. These natives knew how to use their oil. They knew everything. <laughs> and they literally indoctrinated them and did not let them speak their own language in these schools. They locked the parents up. I'm sure the moms went insane. That's when mental institutions came. Everything came at the same time. In the late 1800s, early 1900s, you'll see mental institutions. You'll see hospitals. You'll see prisons. None of those things were needed before. They used frequency to heal. They had bells. All the bells have been destroyed. It's so crazy. Lady Liberty. And then this is when I really started to get pissed off because I, for Christmas, gave a cut, a metal cut because my husband um, has a metal fab shop and I gave a metal cut of a 1776 flag to, in this white elephant party. And if you don't know what that means, because somebody there was like, I don't get it. Regardless, she's not the sharpest tool in the toolbox. But if you don't know what 1776 America is, that is when we supposedly had our um, freedom. Fourth of July, 1776. And, you know, I don't, I used to be proud of the independence that we have as a nation here. And, and now I don't look at it the same. I don't even like the founding fathers. I actually finally figured out why the world will be before and after Trump. Because Trump is actually the first guy that's, fighting the system that I'm talking about and he's they're trying to do everything they can to take him down world leaders other countries Justin Trudeau's like they're doing everything they can to not let Donald Trump finish what God has started and God will finish what he started and he's using Donald Trump whether you like him or not it's just the way it is and the world will be known before and after Trump for this very reason so I start to look up like, uh, um, I don't know much about George Washington, but, but Lincoln, what a, what a jerk. I mean, he is over here blowing everything up. Like he didn't free slaves. You know what Lincoln did? He said, oh, you know, we're going to send you all to Haiti. And one guy was like, oh God, what was his name? One, so what Lincoln did is he brought like four or five black people to the white house and he was like, hey, guys, um, talk your people into being emancipated over there in Haiti and we'll take care of you. We'll, we'll get you houses, education, everything you need. You just let's send you to Haiti. And so I think they got around 4000 black people to agree to this. And one of them, oh gosh, I want to say his name is Jackson, something Jackson, but Frederick Jackson. Anyways, one of the guys was like, no, we are from here. We ain't leaving. Like, you're out of your mind. But the what I call the Masons, the ones that are all in the same club, but we ain't in it, those ones, they talked 4,500 people of black skin color to go to Haiti with supposedly a boat behind them with everything they need. Well, half of them got sick on the way there and died in the boat, and then the, sh the supplies never came. They never got the food, never got nothing. And so supposedly Lincoln, the great 
guy everybody thinks he was, plus a top hat. Please notice top hats when you start looking at old world pitchers if you ever get into this because top hats were the ones that were in control. Lincoln was a top hat. And Lincoln has little saluters all around him that are Freemasons. And it's in the pictures. You can see it all day, every day. I'll put it for the cover of this. I think I did it. I think I did that one last week, but I'll do it again. Anyways, um, so I think by the time Lincoln decided he would go and save these people that he sent out there, there was 350 left that haven't died. I mean, what the... And then he brings them back to a country that still has slavery. It's just insanity. And then the same day that he signed the Emancipation Act that makes him supposedly the best president against slavery, which is a bunch of crap, um, he hung 38 natives. And I played that on my last podcast. Hung them. And I've heard different stories as to why, but they got hung. The Dakota 38. So President Lincoln assassinated the most Native Americans that any president ever has in history. Then you get to Jefferson, and Jefferson had a, was it Mary, Mary Higgins or something as a wife? She went to France. She was in France. He knocked her up over there. I think she was 16, and talked her back into coming over to America, but she would have to be his, a slave, and all these kids were going to be slaves. So he's, it's just it's ridiculous, like, this whole slavery thing that we've been brainwashed with America because that, because these white people from other countries came over and took over the natives of this land. And now they started eugenics and they set up abortion clinics in every, uh, black community they can. Ain't that funny. They're still after the, the natives of this land to this day. I live in a in a city and a state that is very much native. There's tons of natives. God bless you guys. If you, any of you hear this, I love you guys. I have so much heart for you guys. I want your spirits to be back because you are some powerful people that have been pushed into some oppression and depression and the spirits have been broken of your people. And it's time to step up and step out of us, out of it because they have no right to keep you guys down any longer. We are all bleed the same we no one's better than anybody because of their skin color and that's the brainwashing of this new world order to keep everyone fighting to keep everyone you know off course because once we get on course they can't stop us once we understand we are sovereign human beings with a mind that to think they can't stop us so the other day when i I was reading the Bible and I was noticing the Africa thing. I take the I take this big old map that I used to look at all the time and I cut it and I put it where it needs to be. And it literally matches up no Alaska to no Alaska on the map. And then you have to debunk the fact that we're not a globe because then people are like, well, it's, we connect. And it's like, no, we don't, guys. This is how the world was. And then you put the old maps down and you can see that it's very clear America used to be called India. There used to be Tartaria. There used to be, you know, all sorts of different countries that don't exist anymore because they changed the names and rewrote the history. And it's time for all of us to do our due diligence and and care. So uh, yesterday when I posted my video about um, things I believe and it was basically, you know, the, here's what the map should look like. 
here's why they called Indians India, you know, because this was India. Here's the map. Here's the picture. Here's the proof um, of I actually have the Smithsonian world map book and it shows the migrations of humans. So it even shows like how people took over way before Christopher Columbus. Even if you read the voyages, they document the people. They talk about the giants they met over here. They talk about everything. So I guess the whole point of this podcast to keep it short and sweet is one to say, hi, happy new year. But two, to say, hey guys, there's a lot more to this world than we, than we realize. And, and if we all just take a little effort to care, because so many people don't care. I talk to so many people that don't care or think I, I had somebody tell me yesterday, you think you know everything. I'm like, no, I don't. I just don't believe anything. And the more that I learn, the less I learn, if that makes sense. Because I, I have to unlearn all the lies and all the matrix. And then, you, and then to step out of the matrix and say, hey, guys, this is what I believe. You, you should hear, I had to block like five people because they weren't mature enough to have a real conversation. They couldn't just say, well, I disagree with that, or I believe this, or why is this, or question that. They just have to sit there and call you stupid. And with that, I started thinking about the calendar and how they've changed the calendar. And we used to have 13 months and the new year used to be April 1st. And when they decided to change everything, it was probably right around 1900 when they took over everything. Um... (laughs) they changed the year to January 1st, which is, I mean, it's the dead of winter. It's, it's nothing's new about January 1st. It's a gloomy time of the year for most countries. And April 1st for most countries is spring. And when things are blooming and it's new and new beginnings and it's beautiful. And the reason they have April Fool's Day is because people would walk around and say Happy New Year to other people. And though, you know, the elites that had the papers were like, oh, you don't know yet? You're a fool. <laughs> New Year's isn't now. It's January 1st. Duh. So, I, you know, it's, it took many, many generations to indoctrinate everybody, to brainwash everybody, to, I mean the whole school system is just BS. Like it needs to change the whole being raised by the government needs to change the whole thinking that God didn't create you perfect and you need jabs left and right needs to change. Uh, you know, the electricity and water and things that should be free should be free. The things that God gave us because, you know, we're paying taxes. Nobody even owns their houses. Y'all pay taxes on your houses. We pay taxes on our income. We pay taxes on our groceries. We pay taxes to buy things and pay taxes to sell things. And like they have literally made a slavery nation out of the United States from the great India it used to be to this United States, this land of the free, my ass is what I'm starting to say. And what Donald Trump's going to do in 2020 for and after is going to be so cool but what's going to be even cooler is god moving his hand and he's doing it right now so i pray that every single one of you know and understand that god is in control that god has a timeline and so does satan and he's been moving his timeline since 19 well since basically the 1700s and by 1900 there was full control If we think Nazi Germany was bad, look at America in the 1700s. It was Nazi Germany. It legit was Nazi Germany. 
Nazi Germany was a repeat of what happened over here in America. As a matter of fact, you guys, I might have told you this before, but I was just at an Indian ruin um, the other day, which I even think the word Indian is so different now, literally from India, Indians. I was looking at a native ruin the other day, and I drove by this building and it had swastikas all over it. And as you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, when I talked about Charlie Manson, we talked about the swastika because one of his quote unquote followers said to go look up what the true Hindu meaning of it was. And so I did. And it meant peace and love. So they take this symbol that's generationally been used since probably the beginning of time that means peace and love and they twist it and make it hate. And so now the natives can't even use their peace and love symbol because it means hate. This is how distorted America and the rest of the world has become because we have given up God, given up knowing about God, giving up learning about God and just got sucked into TikTok or TVs and, and a very few people want to seek truth or even know it. I'm surprised at how many people I talk about this old world stuff don't care. I'm like, how do you not care? How? Like, like I legit don't have, my brain doesn't work that way. I, I care so much about so many, I just care. So, you know, teach his own, but I, I just think that the old world was incredible. And it's crazy that we've been so lied to, to think that we're getting smarter. And no, they're just releasing and selling back to us the free stuff that they've been keeping to themselves that they've had for years and years and years. So anyways, that being said, dear Lord, thank you so much for this podcast. I ask that you put your hand over it this year and we talk about what you want me to talk about, not what I want to talk about, that you use these podcasts that I have to educate the world, to let people understand that you are real. That's why I did started the Bible with Mel podcast. Very simple podcast, guys. If you want to go find it, it's called the Bible with Mel. And I just read the Bible and, and throw in a couple of my two cents. But basically, just read the Bible and the other books that were left out. So God, I just pray again that you just turn people on, back onto you and off of the demonic frequency and that we relearn the, the ways you want us to live, just like you said we would. I'm so excited for this time. I'm so excited for your downloads. I'm so excited for your, your freedom, for your wealth, for all the promises that you've given us in the Bible. I receive them, and I pray that other people out there receive them for our health. We're not, you did not create us to struggle. You did not create us to be slaves to the system. You created us to be free and sovereign beings, to be inventors and creators like you. We are not gods, but you create. You created us to create. That's why we have children. You are so amazing, and I love you so, so much. Thank you, God. Amen. God bless you all out there. Have a good rest of your week. We'll talk to you next week. Major wars in colonial North America, we tend to think about the American Revolution, not its earlier iteration, the Seven Years' War. And I think that's a shame because the Seven Years' War was incredibly influential, not only on the American Revolution, but on the complexion of the world. Thanks to the Seven Years' War, Canada became a British country, not a French country. The Acadians moved down to Louisiana and became known as the Cajuns. 
And most importantly, England became the world's preeminent empire. So if you've been following along this far, you may have noticed two things. One, that the people who named this war seem to be very bad at math because 1754 to 1763 is nine years, not seven. And that this war seems to have two names, both the Seven Years' War and the French and Indian War, which is a name you perhaps have heard before. Well, let me tackle those two oddities in reverse order. So not only does the Seven Years' War have two names, it has a whole number of names. It's called the Seven Years' War, the French and Indian War, the War of the Conquest, the Pomeranian War, the Third Silesian War, the Third Carnatic War. This is a war with a whole bunch of names. And the reason that it has a whole bunch of names is that it was fought in a whole bunch of places. The Seven Years' War was really the first global war. And we're talking 150 years before World War I. Aspects of the Seven Years' War, as you can kind of see from this map, were fought in Europe, in South America, the coasts of Africa, in India, the Philippines, and, of course, in North America. The many different names come from the many different fronts of this war. And I would say that French and Indian War is actually the name for the North American front of this war, or theater of this war. So there are two reasons why I think Seven Years' War is a better name than French and Indian War. One is that Seven Years' War gets at the idea that it was not just happening in North America. It was happening all over the world, so it shows that it was a global war. But I also think Seven Years' War is a better name than French and Indian War because I think French and Indian War is kind of confusing because you would think that it means that the principal parties in this war were the English versus the French and the Indians. When, in fact, it was the English and their Indian allies versus the French and their Indian allies. Native Americans fought on both sides of this conflict. So rather than the English and Indian versus French and Indian War, let's go with the shorter Seven Years' War. Which brings us back to our awkward date range. So the reason that it's called the Seven Years' War is because the English didn't actually declare war on the French until 1756. So even though fighting started a little bit earlier in North America, the true range of dates, at least in legal terms, is from 1756 to 1763, or seven years. 